fasten your seatbelt. I am taking you for the ride of your life. I'm going to show you what this car can really do. Are you ready? I am ready. Hang on. Okay. Here we go. Hold on to your butts. Go get him, kid. It might be a tumor. It's not a tumor. Not a tumor at all. If you're going to ask me, so you can go ahead and ask me what you're going to ask me. And my natural response could be to get offended. Hey, want to hear the most annoying sound in the world? Yeah, well, you know, that's just like uh, your opinion, man. All right, all right, all right. You're listening to the 30-something movie podcast. One movie each week. 30 years in the making. It is the 30-something movie podcast. I am your host, John Reed. With me this evening, I have a couple of fellow... Are we are we doodles or are we noids? Uh, I'm, I'm, an, I'm annoyed. You're annoyed. <laughs> there it is. Ah, there, it is. Ah, ah, there you go. Do I have... I don't think I, don't think I have like a, a symbols sound effect. Well, we got to fix that. Well, see, hold on. We'll just go with this You've one. You've been Pat-splained. There it is. That works just as well. <laughs> that works just as epic. well. It is. It's, it's an epic. It's there's. I use that. So I had that on my phone, and I kept playing that at a certain family dinner. And by the end, no one in my family was talking to me anymore. Everybody was like, shut up. <laughs> Yeah, I just, mm-hmm. I just used, I just used the button too much. Mm-hmm. Happens to the uh, best of us. Yes. Okay. So anyway, Cool World is our movie. <laughs> uh, I am John, your host, and uh, with me I have. So Pat, you, you said you are annoyed. I am annoyed. I was always taught as, as someone who relished in childhood obesity. I was always taught by Domino's that you should avoid the annoyed. Avoid the noid, exactly. Avoid the noid. So I don't. I, I was a little confused in this movie, and I think had I seen it as a child, number one, I would be more scarred than I currently am. Number two, I would have been very confused about why we're not avoiding the noid. I am just. I've got a lot of confusion. There's happening. a lot of confusion going on. Someone who's mm-hmm. never confused, Bo Warmbold. How you doing? I am well, John. Yourself? Is it, is it true that you're never confused? No, it is not true oh. at all, but you said it, and who am I to contradict our illustrious host? Okay. I, just, I, was... I will definitely say that, that Bo is a guy that is not confused. Okay. All right. I am constantly, consistently, and conscientiously confused quite a bit. Sometimes it's just better. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and speaking of ignorance is bliss, our movie this time around is called Cool World. And uh, cool, let's see, we, we cool, 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 cool. So we are going to spoil as we talk about this one. We may talk about other movies. We te- may talk about related movies, but we will be spoiling as we go through. So just be aware of that. If you have not already visited, we might our just website, talk about other movies just because we could just talk about other movies. That's true. That's true. Yeah. We, that, that it does tend to be our you know our our path that we take when we hit a movie that we might have some difficulties with. So. Who knows? This could be a secret episode about some other movie. It's totally, Ooh. totally possible. Totally, but you've been incepted. It's not really about Cool World. It's about something else. 
in, except then people realize why would you do that insert hans zimmer soundtrack <laughs> okay one of us has to go at a slightly different speed than the other ones and then fall into some water and keep the top spinning bo that's your job <laughs> Ooh, you might have picked the wrong guy for that okay that's all right pat has to drive the van into the water so you might be busy I could do that. I always, I was thinking about being a stunt person. That would be Were fun. You? I say that like fun, like I know what I'm talking about, but I don't know. That could be. You could be, you could be a stunt person. I, I could see that. Be, that'd be a good time. Yeah. Visit our website. If you have life. not already, 30podcast.com. You can leave a rating, leave a voicemail, become a co-executive producer via Patreon in there. Any level of support on there, you get our bonus episodes that we come out with each and every month over there, and we have a good time over there as well. So that is on Patreon. If you have not yet, you can leave us a rating on our website, but one of the best places to go and leave us a rating is to, to leave a five-star review on uh, Apple Podcasts. Uh, that is probably the best place to go and go do that because that is that's kind of like the the mammoth podcast platform. And if you want more listeners uh, to see your stuff and come listen to your stuff, it is typically done through the Apple Podcasts. So if you have not yet, we would love to see you over there. Leave us a five star review. Let us know what you love about the show. Let us know. Let us know if you liked Cool World. I would be very curious to find out. Or if you have any theories about. What cool world could have been? Yes. Or if you dropped cool world and who framed Roger Rabbit into a fight, who would win? Mm. I know who's going to win. Depends on what kind of fight we're talking that's, about. Here. Okay, that's actually true. It, it depends on the. It depends who's going to get dipped first. I guess we're going to get into it here in just a little bit. We're going to be, we're going to talk through. We'll share with you some of the info on the movie. We'll share with you some of the major moments that we've picked out to kind of run quickly through the plot of the movie, and then we will we'll go deeper and we'll share some of our deepest thoughts with you. Before we do that, however, okay, deeper thoughts: Jessica Rabbit versus Hollywood. That was maybe going to be a deeper thought. Okay, so. Hold, I'll just hold and that think thought. My deep no, no, no. Hold, hold that thought, and uh, and and we'll get into it. Mm. Before we do that, however, I did want to bring up. I last week we're we're kind of recording some of these episodes back to back, and last week was our episode on Aladdin, and I had tweeted out at the time of our recording that we were recording our Aladdin episode, and did anybody have anything they wanted to just throw out there? And uh, some of the ones that came in just a little bit as we were finishing up the recording and did not get a chance to mention on the air then, I will mention on the air now. We had the Surely You Can't Be Serious podcast guys at Shirley Podcast on Twitter responded and said, love the music and Robin Williams' performance is over the moon. The animation is incredible, 10 out of 10. And I'm and Indeed, I'm, that's accurate, yeah. And I'm sure he'd be spiking the football as well. I don't know, I just, yeah. I, I feel like Jason would be doing that. You know, it's funny because that's one thing, I'm kind of surprised, that's one thing we didn't talk about was the animation. And that really, yeah, 10 yeah. out of 10 is, is incredibly accurate. Yeah. It, it just, it was a beautiful looking movie. Yeah. Uh, Tristan Martin, at Tristan Martin, who has also joined me on my other podcast, the podcast full of kryptonite, where we talk about the CW show Superman and Lois. He chimed in and he said, it is a Robin Williams masterpiece. One of the best animated performances of all time, maybe the goat, which I could see because there was a goat in that movie. 
There goat. was. There was a goat. Robin Williams? Robin Williams goat? Or Disney goat? Or any goat? Goat as, yes. goat as greatest of all time. Mm. That kind of goat. Okay. No, but what I'm saying is that is that In Robin what category? Williams, yeah, for oh, Robin Williams, yeah. for Disney, for animated, I'd be... Possibly. And maybe yes to all of the above, yes and that's to cool too. And I will, I, I'll try to watch the Twitters a little bit as we're recording, but I did also put out the same thing for this episode of Cool World, and uh, the Surely You Can't Be Serious podcast already tweeted me. I said, we're recording Cool World. Did you like this one? You know, is there anything, what did you think of this one? And, you know, they're men of simple taste, and their tweet back uh -oh. was, was, was very simple. And it was simply great cleavage for an animated character. Indeed. An accurate statement. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So an I will be statement. I will be watching the Twitters to see if anybody else chimes in there. See if we get any more responses for this one, Cool World. I will be curious to see what other people say about Cool World. Because once mm -hmm. we get into our deep thoughts portion, I have many thoughts about this movie and I will be sharing mm -hmm. and I will not be afraid to share them, but we'll get mm. that'll, that'll come in the uh, deep thoughts section. So mm. before we get there, let me tell you a little bit about this movie. This movie is called cool world. It came out on the 10th of July, 1992 was rated PG 13, although their original plans and we'll talk about that a little bit later too, were to have this one be a hard R movie. And uh, there are various reasons why that did not happen. We'll talk a little bit about that. Runtime was one hour, 42 minutes, directed by Ralph Bakshi. And Ralph, that was probably part of the reason why it was originally planned on being an R-rated movie is because he is the original director of the Fritz the Cat cartoons. Have you gentlemen either heard of or seen any of those? Heard of, not seen. Okay. I'm the same way, but I can imagine. I can imagine. <laughs> I don't know, but I can imagine quite a bit. Yeah, I'm looking at the one of the posters. I'm looking at one of the posters right now for Fritz the Cat, and uh, the poster even says we're not X, we're not rated X for nothing, baby. Oh yeah, yeah. Nice sentiment. Yeah. Well, that see that at least that at least makes sense. W what they were maybe going for with this movie, like maybe they just wanted to make like a cheap kind of. <sighs> erotic kind of cartoon like if and if that's what they were trying to if that's all they were trying to do i'm not saying good bad right wrong or different but if they're bragging about getting x-rated cartoons mm -hmm. maybe that's what they were trying to do with this i think that's what they were trying to do with this but they you know kind of went half potato uh-huh yeah i'm without going into too much detail i feel like if we had made dennis watch this movie and he was here um he'd be walking out of the podcast right now yeah, because I yeah I, I made the mistake of of clicking on the poster that uh, for the you know he's he's X rated and animated is Fritz the cat made the mistake of clicking on the poster and oh dear I, I think Dennis knowing Dennis's affinity for Howard the Duck I think he would have some issues with uh, that particular animated feature as well. So let me ask you this: Is this maybe not the time to ask this? So I, oh, I and ask, I'm not ask it. The time is now, Pat. The time is now. So is our problem with this movie that it's bad? Yeah. Or is our problem with this movie that it's got adult content and it's animated? 
I'm going to answer that question. Oh, it's bad. It's bad. But I'm going to answer that yes. question when we get to deeper thoughts. Okay, but yeah. you 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 get where I'm going. Oh, with I, this, I get where, right. I get where you're going. Yeah. And so I don't want to re- I don't want to reject the concept. Of, well, but we've done animated films that anime, oh, yeah. manga, and all that. Yeah. What, you know. So, and I'm not asking this with is our problem like the three of us, but yeah. that's kind of my thing. Is like the concept could work. You know. There are there are components to this movie that could work. Yeah. But, anyways. Yeah. Well, it's we'll, we'll get there. We'll, we'll, we'll talk. So, Ralph Bakshi. So, of course, as a child, I never would have seen Fritz the Cat. I still haven't seen Fritz the Cat. I will likely not see Fritz the Cat. But he did also direct the 1978 animated Lord of the Rings. Did you guys ever watch those? Oh yeah, I like those. those were, They're fun. Those were on solid rotation yeah. when I was a kid. Weird little sing-songy stuff. Yeah, mm-hmm. fun. Yeah. Writers for this Frodo one. Frodo and the Nine Fingers. Yes. Yes. So writers for this one, and there's a little bit of contention over who wrote what and whose name is listed in, in the writing credits and whatnot. The officially credited writers are Michael Grace and Mark Victor. They also wrote Poltergeist and Marked for Death. Producer on this one was Frank Mancuso Jr., who did Species and Ronin. Music was done by Mark Isham, who did Crash and 42. Cinematography was done by John A. Alonzo, who died in 2001. He also did Chinatown and Star Trek Generations. Editors for this one were Steve Mirkovich and Anna Maria Santo. Mirkovich did Con Air, Big Trouble in Little China. Santo did Three Ninjas, High Noon at Mega Mountain, and Timeless Obsession. Budget on this one was $28 million. Box office was 14.1. Flick Metrics gives it a 39%. And CinemaScore, who almost always hovers in the A and B range, gives this one a C. Sure. Tends, tends to be kind of rare that you see a C on the CinemaScore, but there it is. Starring Kim Basinger as Hollywood. She was in Batman, L.A. Confidential, and Wayne's World 2. Gabriel Byrne played Jack Deebs. He was in The Usual Suspects and Miller's Crossing. Brad Pitt was Frank Harris. He was in Mr. and Mrs. Smith and 12 Monkeys. Michelle Abrams played Jennifer Malley. She was in Buffy the Vampire, Vampire Slayer and Lois and Clark. Maurice LaMarche played The Interrogator, Doc Whiskers, MASH, Drunk Bar Patron, and Super Jack. He was in Pinky in the Brain and Futurama. Joey Carmen played The Interrogator slash Holly's Door. Slash is actually the name of a character. Interrogator and Slash mm-hmm. and Holly's Door. He was in Space Jam and the Smurfs. Carrie Hamilton, who died in 2002, played the comic book store cashier. She was in The X-Files and Fame. Michael David Lally played Sparks. He was in Basic Instinct and White Fang. Frank Sinatra Jr., who died in 2016, played Frank Sinatra Jr. He was in The Sopranos and Hollywood Homicide. And Janie Bren played Mom Harris. She was in Murder by Numbers and Bean. When Jack Deebs was behind bars, he found escape by creating Cool World, a cartoon series featuring a vixen named Holly Wood. The flesh proves weaker than ink, however, as Holly takes human form and runs amok in Las Vegas. During his 10 years in prison, Jack Deebs created his own world. It made him very successful. You're Jack Deebs, the creator of Cool World, right? I can't believe this. Now he thinks he's going home to the real world. But he's wrong. Real wrong. Welcome to my 
my world. You're not in Kansas anymore! Freeze. Cool world police. I'm a cartoonist. I drew all this. This place exists with or without you. Get a little closer here, babe. Give us a kiss. Go away. I'm out of here. I've been waiting for you, darling. Noids do not have sex with doodles. It's the oldest law in cool world. If that happens, you call me. I got it, boss. start off with our major moments here major moments for cool world so we're going to kind of run down real quickly the plot for you again as always we usually recommend that you go watch the movie first and then come on back here but if you don't want to or if you've already seen it stick around depending on whether or not you think you'd like this movie we might save you some time and we're going to talk about it anyway so major moments in this one we start off the movie with and, and we're going to try to because we'll try to try to keep our thoughts and opinions in the deep thoughts section of this so we're going to try to keep the major moments mostly to here's what happened in the movie and so I, I say that to kind of preface and say if as we're explaining things it doesn't make sense that might not be our fault right right all right let's go so i'm entitling this first major moment the drive fast and take risks section because that's what pat always says to me whenever we say goodbye to each other in the parking lot although i don't really feel like he's taking a lot of risks when he takes his bomb out of the motorcycle they seem to be riding pretty safely and whatnot it, it, yeah it, tends, <laughs> it, it seems to be the other people the other people leaving the little desert casino that are not uh, driving safely yeah that's 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 true was one of was the guy driving jack deebs no, that was Frank Harris. No. Okay, oh, oh you, mean in the, um, you mean in the in the car, in the convertible? Yeah. I don't think yeah. hmm. I don't think so. It looked like Gabriel it looked like Gabriel Burton. I, I no, spent it, the whole movie going, well, wait a minute. It, okay. It wouldn't be because Brad Pitt's character, Frank Harris, he's coming home from World War Two. Right. right. There's forty years yeah. separating and, them, give or and, take, right? And Jack Deebs if Well, that's what I didn't get. Yeah, if Jack Deebs is in prison yeah. in nineteen ninety two, he served ten years, so he would have gone into prison in nineteen eighty two. So yeah, he wouldn't probably have been born yet. Okay. Yeah. Well uh, yeah. That's what that's but that's what my, my first level of confusion with this movie. Okay. I thought he was the guy behind the wheel, and then I'm like Gotcha. Okay. All right, that's good. Okay. Okay. Well, so Frank comes home from the war, and he has brought back this motorcycle with him, and he's really impressed with this, and he, he wants to show it off to his mom. So he takes his mom on a motorcycle ride, 
and they end up getting run off the road, hit by somebody who's coming out, driving recklessly, coming out of this little casino, and uh, mom pretty much dies right then and there, and somehow Frank gets transported to Cool World, this cartoon world that somehow exists parallel to our Earth. Fast forward a bit. So here we're going to talk about Jack Deebs. Uh, so Jack Deebs is our other main character. And Frank Harris is played by Brad Pitt. I think I might have mentioned that. Uh, Jack Deebs is played by Gabriel Byrne. He is in prison for a crime of passion, for killing someone for he, that he found in bed with his girlfriend. And uh, he has been there, I believe they say, 10 years that he's served and he's getting out. And while he has been there, he has been drawing Cool World, which he thinks he created, but it has existed long before he started drawing it. And uh, so he's been doing that in prison. He's kind of become famous for it. And that's, so yeah. I have a question here. No, yeah, go for it. Did I miss where they tell us that he started drawing this in prison and it wasn't something he was doing before he went to prison? Because I never picked up on that, but they say it in the trailer. Mm-hmm. You said it. Yeah. And then some research I did pointed me down that road. And it's an interesting. There's a distinction there that says a few things, possibly. And that's I was wondering if anyone else and you did. So Mm -hmm. I'm curious what I missed. I don't recall them saying. I, I'm trying to think back to the scene later on when he's out of prison. I'm trying to in the, th- comic the book scene store. in the comic book store, yeah. which makes so much more sense now when he buys his own comic books. If mm-hmm. you realize he's been writing them all in prison, mm-hmm. he's never seen them. Right. But it, I didn't catch it. Yeah. Is yeah. I guess what I'm saying, and it changes some theories about what maybe they were trying to tell us if that's the case mm-hmm. okay okay yeah i'm not a, i'm not 100 percent sure i don't okay. i don't recall whether but was... after hearing the trailer that was obviously their intention mm-hmm. which is information i didn't have because i don't do as much research as john does so i didn't watch the trailer no, that's right. <laughs> i so here's something weird that <clears throat> i'll just i'll just bring this up now the weird thing about this is when I went to go watch the trailer for this movie, I'm watching this trailer and I'm going, I vividly remember this trailer. Like, as a kid, I, I would have been... Oh, well, I remember the movie. Well, I hadn't seen the movie. Like, this is the first time I... You had seen the movie when you were younger? I have seen bits and pieces of it. Whether I've seen the whole thing, I'm not 100% sure, but I think I have. Okay. And... Yeah, it may have been one of those weird things that was lying around the house because my mom went through a period where she was obsessed with Gabriel Byrne. Okay, all right. So I don't recall watching it with her, which would have been awkward as I'll get out. And I don't remember watching it in 1992 because I would have been slightly too young for this then. However, I do think I've seen most, if not all, of this before. Okay, all right. Well, that's interesting. Yeah, I yeah, I see. Oh, yeah, I remember ahead. when this came out. Yeah, I just was gonna say I remember when this came out, and uh, I remember all the trailers and the thing. I don't mm-hmm. know that. I mean, maybe some guy at school saw it and told me what happened, but yeah, I, I remember this was a thing. Yeah, because I I vividly remember. There's a couple of scenes that I vividly remember from the trailer, 
God, I remember all of this. I remember seeing this as a kid and thinking, that seems like a naughty version of Who Framed Roger Rabbit that I'm probably not going to be allowed to go see. But the the parts from the trailer that I vividly remember are when you have like the cute little almost like Disney-fied cartoon bunny mom that goes, there's a man in the bedroom. Shit. And then you have the... Yeah, that, is, um, that is somehow oddly memorable, isn't it? Yeah. And then you have like the little weird, the weird little, oh, he kind of like some of his animation almost looks like a little cartoonish Fleischer cartoon, the little mad scientist guy. We may not be real as real to you as of yet. I remember those lines from the trailer. And then the other one is I remember Kim Basinger running towards a wall and bouncing off it as she becomes a cartoon person. I vividly remember all of that stuff. Remember seeing it, probably watching cartoons on TV or watching something on TV and then seeing this trailer come on. So I, I knew that I had seen the trailer and really had a lot of the trailers still memorized. So that, that kind of came as a bit of a surprise. But all right, so we go Jack Deebs. He's been drawing this. We also, we kind of cut back and forth to Cool World where we have the character of Hollywood, spelled like H-O, I think it's H-O-L-L-I, and then her last name, W-O-U-L-D. And basically, she would like to Pinocchio herself and become a real girl. And apparently there was one, they call themselves doodles. If you're a real person, you're annoyed. And if you're a cartoon, you're a doodle. And so apparently a doodle went over to the other world and became annoyed and like started a casino in Las Vegas. And and there's this legend of a doodle that went to the other side. And she's all excited about that. She wants to become a real person. She wants to experience things like a real person and and all of that so that's she's kind of she's bent on getting that done so that is hollywood and she kind of frank who has been living in cool world for decades now but has not aged at all you know he's kind of uh he's kind of dating i'm using quote fingers here dating another doodle was that lanetta was that her name i think her name was lanetta and uh, so he's kind of dating her but you know Holly kind of makes a little bit of a pass at him and, and I, they have a weird little banter where she tries to pick him up on the street. Yeah. Yeah. This weird cutesy little relationshipy stuff. Mm-hmm. that's just strange. Yeah. Yeah. And so we kind of find out that, and this is where things will start to get a little awkward. We start to find out that the way that a doodle goes over to the other side or becomes annoyed is they have to let's see we are a family-friendly podcast how can i put this they have to enjoy the company of someone else in such a way hmm. when a mommy cartoon and a daddy person really love each other that's as far as i'm gonna go But anyway, Mm -hmm. that's what has to happen for a cartoon to become a real person. So, yes. Anyway, so Hollywood, and she does, and she becomes a real girl. And she ends up escaping with Jack to go into the real world. And once she gets there, she is, it's it's basically the all-you-can-human buffet. Like She wants to sing. She wants to dance. She wants to drink. She wants to... Everything you could possibly do, she wants to do it because now she's a human. And part of me, and this is... She wants to feel everything. Yes. That's like seems to be her big motivation. Yeah. 
And part of the funny part of this to me was you've got Hollywood, who had been a cartoon and was in this very visual and elaborate world, and she goes back to Jack Deeb's crappy little apartment. But it's in the real mm. world, so it's exciting. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Little grass is always greener moment. Mm-hmm. Yeah, somebody was smoking some greener grass when they made this one. Indeed. Indeed. So they do get in the real world, and then from there, she doesn't really want to leave the real world. Uh, there is some something called the Spike that mm-hmm. is hidden somewhere at this one casino, and maybe it's up on the roof, and she's got to go find it, and she then goes to try and find it. Frank tries to stop her. She pushes Frank off of a building, and he dies. Jack becomes Super Jack, and he ends up saving everybody and stopping this whole thing, and ultimately everybody's kind of got to go back to where you are. So now both Holly, at the by the end of the movie, Holly and Jack are back in uh, Cool World, and they're going to live out the rest of their lives there. We find out that one of the rules of Cool World and the real world is that if you were a Noid that was murdered by a when they were in their doodle form that you can come back to life if you are taken back to Cool World. So because Frank is... As a doodle. As a doodle. So Frank goes back to Cool World. He is resurrected as a doodle and now can actually have a full relationship with Lynetta and everybody can just go and enjoy the rest of their lives. Have I covered the plot of the movie well enough? Because I know we we have thoughts that we really want to share. I think so. You have a headache now? Yeah. Okay. You should take, here, take this. It's Nuprin, little, yellow, different. Little, yellow, different. Mm -hmm. All right. So I think we've, uh, have we major momented this thing enough? I think so. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. Let's, Let's go a little deeper. And now, Deep Thoughts. Whoa. Whoa. Deep Thoughts. All right. My first deep thought, and I'm just going to, because our, our first questions usually for this part are, do you like this movie? What works? What doesn't work? I just, I have a clip from another movie that I would like to play for you to help try to explain some of my thoughts. Now, I had not seen this movie before. And a little background on this, when I was making the list of movies that was going to be going on this year's, you know, to make this year's cut of the movies that we were going to see, when Cool World came up, I did not look at the ratings for it. I didn't look at anything. I was just like, oh, I remember that from when I was a kid. That's got to go on the list. That's got to be one of our animated ones because I never had a chance to see it. It always looked kind of interesting. Like the animation looked interesting. And I was like, all right. It's a little bit like an adult version of Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Let's put it on the list. Good, bad, or indifferent. Let's watch this thing. And then I started watching it. And I think I texted, I think after I got maybe like 20 minutes in Mm. is the first time I texted all of you. And and I was like, guys, what what evil hath I wrought? And I I wanted to like send you all a, a hand engraved apology letter at that point for adding this to the list. But I have a clip from a movie that I think will very accurately explain what I was feeling as I was watching this movie. Yes, I did it. I killed Yvette. I hated her so much. It, it, the, it flame, flames, flames on the side of my face 
Breathing, breath, heaving breath. Yeah, so that's that's about how it made me feel. How does this movie make you guys feel? Mostly confused for me, trying to figure out where they were going and the story they were trying to tell. I think I spent more time thinking about it than I probably should have in the end. It just, it didn't make sense for the longest time. And it's funny after hearing the trailer, I actually understand it just that much better, you know, which is interesting, but yeah, confused. I think that's what I got to go with. Patrick. (sighs) Yeah. Yeah. Me, me too. I'm convinced there's a concept here that can work. I really am. I just, I just don't know that the execution worked for me, and I, I, and I'm sure we'll get into it more. So, tell me if I'm going too much off the plot. But, I mean, the whole idea of two different worlds. My gosh, we're living in the multiverse stuff now. Like every show that I consume, movie that I consume, superhero thing. There's always the multiverse, right? Mm-hmm. We have three different Batman movies out there, three different Spider-Man movies. Well, we're going to find a way to make it all fit together. You know what I'm saying? I mean, so you've got those concepts. And I've I've been watching back Star Trek back in the 1960s. They had the mirror universe. So I I really, when, yeah, so that concept works for me. I like that idea, like trying to get from one world to the other. That all works. I, I just, for me, I think the biggest thing, like you said, confused, I think the biggest thing I struggled with was what are the rules of the cool world? Like, how do we know what the rules are? How do you, how do you know that this is how you become real or this is how you become a doodle? And did, did Deeves, I'm so confused. Did he draw it or did he not draw it? And if he didn't draw it, where did it come from? I mean, like this, these are the things that I, that I want to know the whole scene where, you know, he went for a ride with his mom on the motorcycle and then they, she ended up dying and then he got sucked it like that almost didn't even need to be there because all that did was uh, create more questions. Who was the little cartoon mad scientist that and he had the what was it the spike? He had that at the beginning because I thought that's what he was used to pull yeah. Brad Pitt into the cool world. But I guess that's that's my biggest struggle with this is just like explain the cool explain cool world more right so okay one of my big questions he's the cop of cool world the only one yeah the rule is no sleeping with doodles yeah do you do we ever get i guess i think i i think it's implicit at one point not explicit other people have been brought over, right? That's why this rule exists and he's trying to police yeah. this. Yeah. Is that how I'm supposed to understand this? That, that Yeah. Okay. I just want to make sure. Because they don't make it very clear. There's a couple of throwaway lines where it makes it sound like Holly's tried this before. But I'm not really yep. sure. For there to be and a law, yeah. other doodles would have had to noodle. One would think. Yeah, it's. Uh, I I think you might have mentioned it before we started recording, so I I I have to bring it in here because I thought it was a masterful use of language and could be part of your 
film school paper on this one. Oh dear. Uh, it's it's Chekhov's doodle. <laughs> you know, the the yes. idea that we've introduced the idea that a doodle needs to noodle with annoyed in order to become a real Pinocchio. And if anybody understood that sentence, God bless you. And please seek help as quickly as you can. Indeed. Yes. There is, yeah, there is so much that's confusing about this movie. And even trying to read some of the articles, reviews, interviews, Brad Pitt called it Roger Rabbit on acid. Uh, Roger Ebert said that it was, how did he put it, that it was not remarkably, surprisingly incompetent film. It's got 4% uh, 4 on Rotten Tomatoes. That's low even for Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah. Yeah. Here was an interesting one. I, I got this. This was an article that was quoting uh, quoting another blogger who had written something about uh, Cool World. So here's this is the quote from uh, from this other blogger. If you want to have a good time watching a bad movie, you should not watch Cool World. If you want to have a generally good and happy life, free of any undue anguish or suffering, you should not watch Cool World. No one should watch Cool World. Animals should not watch Cool World. I would not show Cool World to my worst enemy. Cool World is an enhanced interrogation technique. Cool World is huh. the video in the ring. Cool World contains substances known to the state of California to cause birth defects. Cool World is a vast, angry darkness without end. I would like to promise you all right now, I didn't write that. Okay. But I feel like that person and I could be friends. Oh, they see you for sure. Yes. Uh -huh. Because, and I, and I tried to, in the days leading up to recording this, I've tried to calm myself down just a little bit. But I think I, I texted you all a few times in trying to finish it. And I will, and I will fully admit this movie took me nearly four or five days to finish because I would watch 20 minutes and I'd be like, no, yeah, stop it. And then I'd be like, okay, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta step away for just a moment. It took me three sittings. Okay. All right. Yeah. I had to. Yeah. And I've, I freely admit I've watched some bad stuff that I've enjoyed before. So I don't think this is a case of like, oh, well, John just got, John was just being real stuffy about this and thinks he's right. a movie critic. And I, no, no, no. John genuinely started this movie thinking, wow, this could be an interesting kind of a different take on a Roger Rabbit kind of thing. And, you know, probably had a lower budget than what Roger Rabbit had and, you know, very different art style. And yeah, let's let's watch this thing. And almost immediately, it just made me angry. <laughs> because so much of it, so much of it, if 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 they wanted to take Roger Rabbit and be like, hey, Let's take everything that was great about Roger Rabbit and let's make it a little bit more adult. I'm fine with that. It's it's you got a different audience. Cool. Yeah, make a make a movie where you kind of pay tribute to what Roger Rabbit did and did so well, but make it skew it a little bit more adult. Make it a little bit more rough around the edges kind of a thing. But there was so much in this movie. The and I hate to say this because Kim Basinger and Gabriel Byrne, especially. I, I've loved Gabriel Byrne in pretty much every, every other movie I've seen of his. And Brad Pitt. Brad Pitt's a great actor. There's a lot of great actors in this movie. Their acting is terrible in this movie. The acting is terrible. The story does not make sense. The What, what really started to kill me was the animation makes no sense at all. Like there were scenes because yeah. I'm I'm thinking all right if you want to if this is kind of like a pay tribute to 
Roger Rabbit and the mixture of real and cartoon, and, but then also pay tribute to some of the more adult skewing cartoons that are from the 70s and 80s, you know, what, what the director is known for. Pay tribute to some of that stuff. But there are moments in this movie, and that's where it started to just absolutely, like I, I'm clenching my teeth right now as I'm saying all this. There are moments in this movie where there is just somebody is having a conversation. Maybe it's Frank and Holly are having a conversation and there is stuff flashing across the screen. There are characters zooming in on the screen while a conversation is taking place. There are crazy little animated characters running around and they don't even make it halfway across the screen before they just bloop, disappear. Like as if somebody yeah. started to animate it and then they just got tired and they were like, no, I'm done. And yeah, I'm watching a lot of that randomness is so weird. And it was so, and, and so if the randomness, if the randomness is meant to be good, if it's stylized randomness, then, then good for them. And I hope somebody enjoys it, but it just made me mad. Like I hated watching this movie. Well, and they didn't stick with it. No. Like the randomness was there and then it was gone. And you're like, well, but, but why? And I'm all for, I'm all for stylistically doing something different. And I'm all right. for, I'm all for a little bit of zany. But to a certain degree, the zany has got to make some sense. Right. Like, I, it doesn't need to be logical because we're talking cartoons. So it doesn't have to be fully logical, but it's got to make some kind of sense. It can't just be, it can be, I guess, but then I'm not watching your movie. It can't be zany just for the sake of being, let's just be crazy zany. And let's just do stuff. I feel stuff. like they were trying to set the scene of Cool World. And they wanted it to feel like Toontown, uh -huh. but they missed the mark. Yeah. Big time. Whereas the difference is I cared about, and, and not just because the characters were established characters, like, you know, Mickey Mouse and Bugs Bunny were in Roger Rabbit. Not because of that, because Roger Rabbit was not an established character in that movie, and Jessica Rabbit, not an established character. So you cared about them. You also cared about the humans that were involved in that movie, whereas I don't really care too much at all about the humans in this movie, but I, this is probably the best way I can sum up my feelings on Cool World is given the opportunity, I would volunteer to drive a tanker truck of dip into Cool World myself and crash it into the nearest building. Yeah. That but might, it was that cool might world, be all so don't I have. you mean ink pen? Maybe. I figured dip probably works there too, though. Probably. Yeah. It should, right? Right. You would think so. Logically. So I can't really tell you. But then you'd be applying logic to Cool World, well, which, well, yeah. no. So other than knowing that David Bowie wrote a song specifically for this movie, which I'm like, all right, well, there's one good thing. I honestly, and I, re I really and truly have tried. I honestly cannot tell you a good thing about this movie. And I'm like, we haven't watched a movie yet where I've been 100% I hate this movie. I always try to find something good about these movies. And I'm gonna say, and the Shirley podcast guys are not wrong. Characters are not bad. They're just drawn that way. But, <laughs> but, like, the animation is just so... It's not what it could have been. And I, I started to blame it on the director until I started to read how much studio involvement there was. 
that got in his way. You know, his movie was going to be a much more R-rated movie, kind of a little bit of a darker story. It was still going to have the idea that a a cartoon and a human got together and had a hybrid cartoon human child and that that child hated its parents and, and went to the real world to try to go kill its father, you know, for creating it. And that the art style was going to be very similar to like Frank Miller's Sin City. Sin City. That story had some pathos to it or something. I, I know. I'm reading that. I'm going, oh, give us that movie. I, I would love to have seen that movie, even if it wasn't great. I would have loved to have seen that movie. But this movie is a cobbled together mess that has no coherent story. The story is ludicrous. It's it's stupid. The animation is so it's a it's a cacophony of too many different styles that are not put together in any kind of meaningful way. The acting is terrible. The movie is just overall terrible. I hate it. I don't hate very many things. I don't know if I've ever said on this podcast that I hate a movie. I, Not that I can recall. I hate Cool World. I feel like this is all three of us listen to Greatest Generation. I feel like this is one of those moments where like Ben just starts yelling and screaming and like gets up from the from the table and kind of walks away for a minute. It's <laughs> it's like one of those moments. I feel like I just I want to go just scream at this movie a little bit. Kim Basinger even said, I was reading in the in the little comments in there, she even said at one point, like halfway through the movie, she started to do rewrites on the movie because she's like, I want to be able to show this to children in the hospital. And I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna what say something. What movie did you think you were making at that point? Right. Like I... What movie do you think you're making? And I and I mean this completely in a humorous way. Are you trying to finish the kids off? And that's why you want to show it in the They're hospital. They're already in the hospital. You, why would you, you do you, that to the them? Here? What do you hate children in the hospital? <laughs> yeah, I Good Lord. I Okay. I, I think I, I think that's my last comment. I've talked enough. That's my last comment. That's all I'm gonna say. I hate this movie. I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. Flames on the side of my face. What did you guys think? It was a challenge. It was a slog. The more recent, it's it's definitely a movie, and this is where I come back to maybe the movie needed to be longer, and maybe they needed to tell us a little more. The more research I do, the more intrigued I am by what the story could have been. Yeah, I listened to. I think I've mentioned this podcast on the show before. How did this get made? Great podcast on the Earwolf Network. Yeah. And they spend they spent an episode on this and and then they had their little their standard mini episode after the fact where they do some corrections, take some feedback and whatnot. And there was just a really interesting discussion that was had through all, all of that. I'm not going to rehash that here, but they bring up some interesting points revolving around, well, if he created this in prison after he killed the man who who was sleeping with his wife, is it a psychotic break that led him to see this world? And then you start to roll in the PTSD that you're from World War II, which is how the first guy crosses over. And there are some interesting things happening, but they weren't cohesively put together in a way that made sense to anybody. Mm -hmm. And I think that's really the problem. 
And I don't know if it's all the studio, if it's all the rewrites, where the problem lies, but it definitely lacks a cohesion to make you feel like you've been told a story. I hear what you guys are saying. John, I can see why you're like, man, this is just not my thing. And, and I said from the beginning, I, I, I'm convinced that there's a concept down here mm-hmm. that I think I would like. Yeah, I kind of wanted to see, show me the dark, gritty, yucky. This just seems like too many people try to pull it in a different direction. And what we got was the result of all of that mix matched in. You know what I'm saying? To quote the, the way um, you were going, Pat, I think you were about to quote Gollum. Give it to us raw and wriggling. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Well, there was there was some raw and wriggling. Well, yeah. and I think the, the the whole idea of a PG thirteen. Who, who's the audience? Who's the audience? Right. I'm not going to tell my, you know, son when he turns thirteen. Hey, Dominic, you should check this out. I think mm-hmm. you might like it. Right. My daughter turns thirteen. And no, I don't. I don't think so. You know, it had a happy ending. But I just, I, like I said, I I think. It so, was just too much kind of so, fluff, and it was confusing fluff. So do some. Like said, so I, do some massage parlors. Hey now. Yes, <laughs> but it was it was like confusing. It was confusing. It's just I, I I don't know what was going on. And, and for me, give me the rules of the cool world. Give me the origin. Right. Give me the rules. Let the adventure progress from there. This was just stuff all over the place. And like you said, the animated characters were just obnoxious. Not the characters, but like just how that was all conceived was just really obnoxious. Yeah. So, yeah, I guess those would be my final thoughts. Yeah. It just it made it, in my mind, all of the stuff, the way this movie got put together, whether it was out of the control of the director, too many people involved, whatever the case might be, the, the writing, the whatever, it just... <sighs> It, it just got somehow it just got put together in such a way that I don't really know. I'm sure there's somebody out here that, that enjoys this movie. I just don't see sure. it. I just, I don't. See I've it. heard that there's some, I don't know if they're prequel or sequel, but I've heard there's some comic books that help explain some of this. I did. Yeah, I did hear that. Um, but yeah, it just it needs more explanation. Mm-hmm. It's a world that needs rules that we don't know and right. I just I always feel like I'm missing something. Yeah. And and keep it keep it simple. Keep it like Gremlins simple. Three rules. Like give us three rules. Or right. in Roger Rabbit, they kind of they kind of explained some of the rules that, you know, tunes can't be killed. But now there's this stuff called dip. So yes, they can be killed or things like that. So give us give us some of that stuff, but it just was there was there was too much to this movie that was so haphazard, and it yeah it just it made me angry to watch it. Yes, indeed. Now, having said that, I am glad that I watched it because now I can dispel any myth in my head that as a kid I would have enjoyed this movie. As a kid, maybe I would have. I don't know. Maybe I would have been like, ha, 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 this is like more of an adult thing and I shouldn't be watching it. And it might have been like that. But then I feel like at some point in my life, if I had gone back and then rewatched this, be like, yeah, I remember liking this as a kid. 
I feel like that would be the moment that would cause me to build my time machine, go back in time and slap myself as a young child and say, no, bad puppy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he asks each traveler five questions. Three questions. Three questions. It's impossible to answer. Impossible because you don't know the answer. Nobody could answer that question. I want to ask you a bunch of questions. I want to have them answered immediately. What you just said is one of the most insanely idiotic things I have ever heard. At no point in your rambling, incoherent response were you even close to anything that could be considered a rational thought. Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. I award you no points, and may God have mercy on your soul. All right, three questions. Question number one. What is your favorite animated show or movie that skews a little bit more adult? Family Guy. That is an excellent choice. That was up there for B as well. I'm going to go with uh, a Netflix thing called The Liberator. Hmm. Oh, I don't is... know if you guys have heard of it. I've it's... heard of it. I have not seen it. I think I watched awesome. it. Is that the is that the Army one? Yes. Yes. It's awesome. It's awesome. And, and yeah, the, the animation so that would be the animation is awesome. Yeah. Well, and I was I, I was doing some research and, and whoever was there like, yeah, the animation is like from and they listed some other thing that I wasn't familiar with. Because to my eyes, the animation was incredibly unique. Was it from a scanner but, darkly? Uh, yes. Yeah. The Keanu Reeves movie? That I don't know. I just remember the title was... Yeah, Scanner Darkly. That's a okay. Keanu Reeves movie. It had that kind of animation. Okay. Almost like you're drawing over live action. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, they sh- they showed it like side to side. Oh, yeah. Like I can see the resemblance and all things. Yeah. Anyways, that's the kind of... that That is just a great story. The content is great. The only thing I would fault it is just... They only had four parts to the miniseries, and I could take 400. It was just a really effective show. I yeah. loved it. So, yeah. That um, would be my I'm, choice. Along those lines, Pat, I'm, I meant to tell you this, and then because our our the cable service that we don't have, but our internet that we have did a like uh, movie or TV marathon week where they open up all your options. Like you have one week's access to HBO, Stars all the different services that you can buy from them. So I started watching Band of Brothers, which I'd never seen before. Oh, really? Yeah, that was good stuff. When did you start this? I started it. Unfortunately, I did not. I was not able to make it through before I lost access to HBO Max, so I got to have to renew it at some point. I think I got three or four episodes in. Okay. So, yeah, good, good stuff, yeah, though. That's a, that's a masterpiece. Yeah. No, that was that's good stuff, and I, I don't know why it took me so long to watch it. So, cool. Uh, so I think my answer for this one, I was also going to maybe skew towards Family Guy. Early South Park. Yeah. I, I loved early South Park. Yeah, uh, that was good stuff. It was so much. Respect my authority. So much good stuff. And I'm super. Thanks for asking. Blame Canada. I think I've got to go with... Just because it has a very, very special place in my heart, I think I got to go with King of the Hill. That boy ain't right. It, no. Mm-hmm. There's some milk in the fridge that's about to go bad. And there it goes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, I, I love that one. I, that, I mean, that and I, it's a cartoon I can watch and I can go, 
Yep. I have people like that in my family. <laughs> yep. I've heard that said out loud before. So that's mine. I got to go King of the Hill. All right. Yeah. Question two. If you had no specific connections to either world, family, friends, etc., would you rather live in Cool World, Toontown, or the real world? I real world. Real world for me. Okay. If I'm in Cool World, am I a doodle or annoyed? You can be whatever you want to be. Ooh, see that's harder. I think if I think I'm I think cool world could be fun if I was a doodle but mm-hmm. I do think uh, the real world is is uh, a little more rational for me mm-hmm. yeah a random quick question so if Hollywood looks the way that she does when she's in cool world mm-hmm. and then she looks mm-hmm. like Kim Basinger when she's in the real world sure mm-hmm. when she starts like flashing back to being a doodle again why does she look like a coked out blonde raggedy Ann? The theory there, and this is another one of those, I feel like this movie needs so much explanation. Yeah. Is that's because like the whole, the barrier between the worlds is coming down. It's not like she's turning into a doodle. Right. She and that other doodle are switching places is the way oh, I read I gotcha. it. I felt I gotcha. like a okay. mirror universe thing was happening. Gotcha. 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 So now, she's... whether I'm correct or not is anyone's guess. So she wouldn't but necessarily. That was how I interpreted that. Okay. So she wouldn't necessarily go back to looking like Hollywood. She might switch um, places. With cross back over into cool world. She might. That part I was a little unclear on. Okay. Okay. Again, just don't feed her after midnight. Don't get right. her. I'm not going to continue with the rest of those. I, I think I'm sticking with real world. Toontown. I, I might I might do a I might do a little stint in Toontown from Roger Rabbit. Mm-hmm. That seems like maybe a little bit more fun than Cool World. You might get yeah. murdered in Cool Cool World's kind of a rough place. Yeah. And I don't know that there's I don't know how far Cool World stretches, but Cool World's not really that pleasant of a place. Like it, there doesn't seem like there's unless it's further away somewhere, it doesn't seem like there's like a fun neighborhood or this is where all the candy cane trees live or that kind of a stuff. It's, it's like, no, you, right. you probably get stabbed walking around on the street. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Final question. Question number three, what is your favorite animated character of all time? That. <laughs> is a challenge my friend oh i'm gonna give you a second to think about that because i'm gonna back up to number one real real fast what is your favorite animated show or movie that skews a little bit more adult i did say Mm -hmm. king of the hill i am gonna say if i can throw in an option for movie i'm gonna give it to a a maybe tie between akira and the animatrix Mm. because that's good stuff too yeah it is yeah, Animatrix is real good. Yeah. Okay. All right. Back to question three. What's your favorite animated character of all time? Hmm. And part of me kind of wanted to cheat a little bit and say like Superman, but I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna take him out of the running and say he's a comic book character, not an animated character. Hmm. Okay. So I'm I'm not gonna choose Superman. 
which then kind of messes it up for me. So I, I have a modern one and a classic one mm-hmm. uh, in mind here. And so my classic character, I have always loved Marvin the Martian. Yes. <laughs> yes, human. And then my my modern character is Homer Simpson. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I resemble that remark. As do I. <laughs> <laughs> that was when, uh, because we, now that, now that things have started to get a little bit back to normal at church on Sunday morning, they used to pre COVID, they would, you know, put out tea and coffee and, and donuts for everybody. Mm. And of course the, the challenge, one of the obstacle courses that I think is just like a fun American ninja warrior way to do church is for the adults to try to get to the donuts before the children run upstairs with their grubby little fingers. Well, sure. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. And, and start and start going, mm, I don't know. I don't want that one. Let me, let me squish it. Is it cream filled? No, I'll put it back. And that kind of a thing. Um, little germ factories. Little germ factories, right. And uh, so I, we, they had donuts this last Sunday. And so we go up there, and Nora had grabbed hers. And, and I'm standing there. I'm like, well, yeah, I, I, should I have a donut? I probably shouldn't have a donut. Am I going to have a donut? Yes, I'm going to have a donut. And so I went to go grab a, a napkin so that I could hold the donut in my hand without everything getting all sugary and squishy and everything. And I looked around real quick, and there was one donut left that was – the uh, chocolate with sprinkles that was sitting next to what I call the Homer Simpson donut, which is the strawberry. I think it's strawberry. It's the pink with sprinkles. Right. And uh, I'm a chocolate with sprinkles kind of a person. And so I'm, I'm, looking, okay. I'm looking right Sprinkle. at it. I know. I'm looking right at it, and my, my hand starts to leave my side so that it can go and grab that donut. In the meantime, some little random seven-year-old comes running by and whoop, Takes the chocolate with sprinkles donut. <laughs> wow. So I'm not disappointed. I was a little disappointed, but not never disappointed to have the Homer Simpson donut, but I didn't want the Homer Simpson donut. Right. I wanted the chocolate with sprinkles. Yeah. And that child took it from me. Child Did you chase after him going, the child. first will be last, jerk? Or did I you just did. let it go? I didn't. That would be a great idea. Yeah, yeah, maybe not. Maybe not. Maybe that's I'm, not. A I good might, idea. I might do that next time. You know, what is the whole thing? Look what you did, you little jerk! Is it spare the rod, spoil the child? I think that's yeah. Yeah, so that that works. Okay, well, I have a I have a fish whacker upstairs. That's like a rod. It is. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. So I'm gonna go. Hmm, what am I gonna go with? I was having a hard time with this one. Because I don't think, see, part of me is like Bugs Bunny. Bugs Bunny is like, he's, he's a classic. He's great. He's got, he's, he's, you can tell he's educated, but he's also street smart. And a lot of his humor comes from being a little bit of both. But then at the same time, there's Daffy Duck. Mm. And I'm like, how can I choose between either one of those? And then part of me is like, well, then just go with Elmer Fudd. Because... Yep. Elmer is the everyman. And, and all three of them combined to make my favorite cartoon I, ever. Wabbit season? Wabbit season, duck season. Duck season, yeah. I know. It, it does not get any better than wabbit season, duck season. It really doesn't. No. Let's try that again. 
They used to run that on a list. This time, I'll start. <laughs> and I don't remember which... I don't remember if it was per ride or if it was the whole park. But Six Flags, when you were waiting in line, would run cartoons. Mm-hmm. Yep. Oh, One of yeah. the highlights of my day was I would see that cartoon two or three times. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Love that cartoon. All right. So I'm going to go in true cool world, fa- cool world fashion. I'm going to go with a three-way here, and I'm going to say Bugs Bunny, uh, Daffy Duck, and Elmer Fudd. Okay. And, and somebody's somebody's going to get annoyed. Yes. It's Chekhov's noise. Chekhov's doodle, I think is what we said. Chekhov's, Chekhov's doodle. doodle. Yeah. I think I have annoyed. The problem is the problem is I feel like things that are established early on don't show up again later. Right? So it's like they took Chekhov's doodle and they were just like <laughs> no. And it made no sense. Indeed. Indeed. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Did you, Patrick, did you say your favorite animated character? Oh, gosh, I was hoping you missed me. Hope is not a strategy. Right. I, I Boy, favorite animated character. I Oh. Easy. Ahsoka Tano. There oh, you go. There you go. Okay. Yeah. Challenge accepted yeah. and mastered. Yeah. Yeah. That, yeah. That's a good one. She was pretty badass. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, I think we've I think we've said everything we can possibly say about Cool World. Sure. Everything that needs to be said about Cool World. Oh, that's for sure. Said. Yeah. I don't feel like I ever need to talk about it ever again. No. No, it's we're good. All right. Well, I hope as a listening audience, I hope you, you found entertainment in our confusion and anger this episode. Typically, we try to be pretty positive and upbeat, but this one was stupid. It was so very stupid. I'm going to continue to say that it's stupid because I'm just going to get it all out because then I'm not, I don't want this to carry over to the next episode. So it's, right. it's just, it's because w- what is the next episode? The next episode. Oh, the next episode is The Distinguished Gentleman. Oh, it's not going to yeah. carry. It's not going to carry over to that one. Yeah, so I'm just I'm just getting it all out now. It was good. It was good form. It was stupid. This movie is wrong, and it continue it can continue to sit there in its wrongness and be wrong. In all the ways. But on that note, thirtypodcast.com. If you want to find more of our episodes, more of our upbeat episodes where we are not wishing we could completely. Uh, give 10 lashes with a giant bamboo reed to this movie. And uh, yeah, we, we have some other happier episodes other than this one, but we do. The main message here is we love movies. And I think, and I think the reason why, and I'm just going to speak for myself. I think the reason why I hated this movie is because this movie did so many things wrong Yes. And, and and was greenlit by people. And I'm like, this movie was made, which caused some other movie somewhere not to get made. Mm-hmm. Right. And I think that's what made me the right. most angry about this. Whether it's the original, like if the original script of this had gotten made, great, cool, do that one. But because this 
steaming pile of dino doo-doo got made, something else didn't get made. And someone right. else someone else did not get an opportunity to make the movie that they wanted to really make. Right. And Kim Basinger wanted to destroy the lives of sick children by showing this to them. I I don't I just don't get it. Yeah. Uh, well, those poor kids have been through enough. Right? Yeah. Jeez yeah. Louise. I know. All right. 30podcast.com. Like I said, we got a lot of episodes there. You can go check those out. Uh, you can also leave us a rating review. You can join us on Patreon. Head on over to Apple Podcasts. Give, it a, give us a five-star rating over there. Tell us, I don't know, in your five-star rating, tell us your favorite animated movie. There we go. I'd like to hear that one. What's your favorite animated movie? of all time. And if it's cool world, then please explain. Like I'm not, I'm, I'm being very honest about that. I would love to hear from someone who really enjoys this movie because I'm, I'm missing it somehow. And I'm mm-hmm. genuinely curious. That's not me being facetious or, or sarcastic at all. I'm genuinely curious to hear from somebody who really likes this movie. Yeah. You, we don't, we don't share the affinity for the movie. So, Correct. You know, Correct. yeah. What are we missing? Coming up in June, we've got The Distinguished Gentleman, Encino Man, Memoirs of an Invisible Man, Lawnmower Man, and Candy Man with The Godfather as our Patreon episode. In July, we've got The Razzies of 92 is our Patreon with Shining Through, Bodyguard, mm-hmm. Christopher Columbus, The Discovery, Final Analysis, and Newsies. And then our regular episodes for the month of July are Batman Returns, Reservoir Dogs, The Mighty Ducks, and Beethoven. So excited to get into some of those over the next couple of months or so. Oh, yeah. Gentlemen, it might have been a bit of a rough one tonight, but I always have fun talking movies with you, even when it's a really crappy movie. Good talking to you, too, John, and you, too, Patrick. Yeah, Bo, John, it was a good time. This was, these are some fun movies. So let's look at, we can, we can go. we can go take a rest. Tomorrow's a new day. It's, Tomorrow yeah. is a brand new day. It's a whole new world. Brand spanking new. A whole fantastic point of view. Yeah. All right. I hated this movie, but I love you both. Love you too, John. Love you love both. Love you too, brother. All right, Most everybody. Of the truths we cling to matter on our point of view. There matter with our point of view. Depend greatly Ooh. on our own point of view. Now you're getting too deep for me, guys. I don't know. Yeah. This, these, <laughs> we've we've gone to the gotta have the, a lightsaber. And now gonna... deepest thoughts, right? With Pat Canigallo. <laughs> All right, everybody, Yay. be excellent to each other. Go watch some good movies, and we will see you back here next time.